the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffled Podcast, Episode 160. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hello, Unruffled listeners. We are popping in at the top of the show to share with you several ways that you can help support the podcast. First, you can become a patron of the show by donating to our Patreon fundraising campaign. Please consider supporting our consistent effort in bringing you weekly content on creativity and recovery, all for less than the price of a latte. For just a dollar an episode, you will receive early access to each week's show as our way of saying thank you. If every listener did this, we would be over the moon. The link to our Patreon campaign is www.patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. And that's not it. You can share our show on social media or with your friends, and you can subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating on iTunes. All of this helps our little show immensely, and we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now on to the show. Hey, Sandra. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm okay. It's a little gloomy out today, um, but I've already gone for a run in the rain, and... uh, that's a good start to my day. Meditated and, and run. Those are my things now that are keeping me on the path, uh, on the path of sanity right now. So you meditate and you go out and run right away? Pretty much. Oh, good. We have coffee mm-hmm. first, right? I have coffee first. <laughs> yeah. You, you have priorities. I know. Yes. <laughs> That's your conscious contact with coffee. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I have it. My count of quarantine or stay at home or whatever we're calling it is um, day 36 of those orders. Um, so it's been over a month now. And it's, it's interesting all the different moods and changes that have been happening from day to day and week to week. Um, I'm not so up today. Not so. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's because of the quarantine. I think that's just because of life. It's life. Lifey right now. But yeah, it's, uh, I, I've been having a really solid morning routine. Um, we're recording this a little bit later and I appreciate your flexibility because I've been committed to going to my 12 step meeting, um, at 7am every morning. I've gone 35 out of the 36 days of this wow. quarantine and it has made a huge difference in my day. Like I said, they're not perfect and things are going on and life still throws you things, but uh, I've been spending up to three hours of just kind of having um, time to myself because I can right now. And that feels indulgent and uh, needed, <laughs> you know. So I've been, uh, yeah, meetings and my logbook and my readings and gratitudes and all that kind of stuff. It's been fun to just kind of simmer in all of that in the morning. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I bet it does feel indulgent because, you know, life doesn't always give you three hours every morning to just simmer. Yeah, it's been, uh, 
It's been interesting to pay attention to that because um, normally I, I want to go, 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 you know, get the list going. And, and, and I do go to 7 a.m. meetings in person, but then I would go to a coffee shop and then I would meet friends there. And then I would talk with people in the program there and meet my sponsees. And, you know, so I would definitely spend three hours doing stuff, but not like just uh, by myself. <laughs> so that's been, I miss going to a coffee shop, Sandra. Yeah, I miss thrift stores. Yeah. I know. Can you just like, I keep thinking of, of all the things that are going to be there when it's over, right? Right. I, I yeah. I <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, I guess people are probably, I'm sure some people are definitely cleaning things out. Yeah. Um, I know. Boy, that day is going to be wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> well, I was thinking, um, I got, you know, my husband is planning on moving out uh, the beginning of May uh, and maybe May-ish, maybe, but, but the beginning of May. And we were talking about things last night about, you know, furniture and kind of who's getting what. And, um, and, and we just don't care enough about things. Like I, I'm like, take what you need. Like, oh, I'm, like nothing's precious really. I don't really care right now. In, in light of what's going on, I think that's also helped change my perspective. Like nothing's that important. It's just not mm-hmm. that important to me right now. Um, right. I, mean, I have a, I have a chair that I thrifted that I really love. That's mid-century <laughs> that I love that he hates. So I, I know I'm getting that. And um, <laughs> so, but just, I kept thinking like, well, go ahead and take whatever you need. Cause I'm going to go thrifting when this is all done. <laughs> right. <laughs> Find me what I need. I'm gonna paint my room. Oh my gosh, Sandra, I'm super excited. I'm looking forward to um, this. Is my fantasy COVID time. This is what I'm doing as, as I'm decorating my house, and um, I'm gonna paint my room. I think like charcoal gray or black. Ooh, wow! Always wanted to do that, and I've ah. been able to do it. So that's what I have big plans for. I saw it once in a magazine, and I cut it. I saved the magazine page, you know, in one of my folders, my design folders. Mm-hmm. And I came across it last month and I was like, yeah, that's happening. <laughs> oh. So I hope it's not dark and depressing. I hope it's like sultry and lovely and kind of just peaceful. You know, I think dark, I right. I think darker rooms make a room feel smaller and perhaps cozier, you know, and then the, and white, like, you know, opens things up and makes a room seem bigger than it is. So yeah. Yeah, if your intention for your bedroom is cozy, then um, that's, yeah. you will probably uh, achieve that. <laughs> so speaking of, I have to tell you real quick, my yeah. husband and I were just at our house that's being remodeled. Um, you know, it was supposed to be, have been done probably about now, but, you know, everything got pushed back a little oh, bit, yeah. which is fine. You know, those things happen in construction all the time, so that's not even as big surprise, big shocker, even, you know, considering the pandemic and the reasons, but, um, we were over there yesterday and yeah, just being in our bedroom, I was like, it's got all of these big windows and a, and a door that opens up to the backyard that we never had before, you know? So it's, uh, it's like open and bright and, uh, I just, I can't, I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait for wait. you to move back in too. It's going to be so awesome for you. I know. I know. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's coming along, but it's probably got another four weeks to go, but soon. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to kind of, I mean, 
I've shared before um, with the group, and I can't remember if I talked about it on here, but how I used to do that January cure with apartment therapy. Mm-hmm. And I did that. I did that January cure, um, which was for your home. Like it was like a home refreshing thing all month long. You got little assignments. And I did this when I was still drinking. And it was, it was a way that for me to have like a, it's, it's how I realized I like accountability projects and how my personality responds to that. And I did it for seven or eight years in a row. I didn't do it this year. And I thought that during this time at home that I'd be really yeah, purging and nesting and cleaning drawers. I have not done one thing like that, Sandra. I have zero inclination to do that other than tidy my studio. Um, you know, so I keep thinking like, oh, I could go through every, uh, but no, I think we're going to be doing that in a couple of weeks for my husband. Yeah. It's going to naturally just happen because I'm going to need to kind of do that stuff. But sure. I think that is cathartic to kind of go through stuff. Um, I did that my first year of sobriety when I, when I picked the word shed, I kind of shed a bunch of stuff from my life and I, you know, went through the back of the garage, went through family photo albums and went through, uh, like I found, that's when I found my wedding dress, Sandra, mm-hmm. that had wine stain all over the front of it. Mm-hmm. And it had been covered in plastic. And I'd just been moving that thing for years, you know, to every house we moved to. And then I would just hang it back up. And I, when I took off the plastic, I think I was about 10 months sober. It was around my wedding anniversary. I took off the plastic. And when I saw red wine stain kind of all over the front of my wedding dress, I was like, oh. And I took it off the hanger and I threw it away. We talked about this before, but you know what I did with mine? Same kind of experience. Like I pulled, and this was my wedding dress for my first wedding, by the way, mm-hmm. um, that I still had because the dress was just gorgeous. It was yeah. a vintage fifties dress and I, and I had it, um, I had it altered by this couture seamstress and it. um, it was just beautiful. And same thing though. I, I, it was, you know, I had it dry cleaned and like they put it in that special, whatever wedding box kind of material, you know, whatever they do to it. And same thing, pulled it out. It had, uh, beer and wine stains all over it. Mm. <laughs> and there was, um, a parent in our neighborhood that was asking for if anybody had an old wedding dress that their daughter could have for Halloween. And I was like, I just remember opening the computer like, yes, come get it. (laughs) And I think she was the, you know, she was like a zombie bride or something. Awesome. What a great, what a great way to have it reused because that's so you repurposing everything, you know, right. Your textiles. That's awesome. Release that out into the world. Yep. Yeah, it felt good. I think, I mean, metaphorically, just dragging that dress around year after year after year. Um, and I didn't know that it had wine all down the front of it, or I had forgotten if I did know. I mean, I must have when I wrapped it up. Um, but that was in 2001 is when I got married. So it'd been a long time. And so releasing that just felt like um, releasing a little bit of the shame of my wedding night. Cause it was, you know, I broke a table. I was dancing on it. Um, we had a party in our room afterwards. Uh, oh, I don't remember most of the night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I mm. woke up with my goddaughter, you know, that's who I went to bed with that night was she went to sleep and I cuddled up next to her and that's how that ended that. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, just, uh, it felt like relief to just look at it. I took a picture of it 
and just slid it, you know, cause it was this little tiny, I paid like 30 bucks for my wedding dress. I slid it off the, off the hanger and just kind of went outside and threw it away and it felt like a hundred pounds had just been lifted, you know, just felt good. Yeah. So maybe that'll happen with some things as I'm, as I'm reorganizing things. I love to move furniture and do that. That always feels like a creative act to me. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, you know, of course we did that, you know, when we moved out. Oh, so yeah. I feel very purged right now. Mm-hmm. That's why probably I'm, you know, fantasizing about thrift stores. <laughs> um, plus it's getting, you know, because it's getting closer to move back into where it's, you know, yeah. my husband and I are talking about, well, we might need a new couch and we might need a, we've, he's, he brought home some chairs um, that were mid-century modern vintage or these mid-century modern chairs that needed a lot of work. And so he's been like, that's what he's been doing with his quarantine time when he's not working, working, he's been refinishing these chairs, the wood part of the chairs. And so we've been picking out fabric for them and um, we're going to reupholster them ourselves. And oh, so very cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait to see. Maybe you'll share those with us. When they're oh, done. I will. I oh, will. I love they're they're just gorgeous. I can't, I don't know enough about mid-century modern furniture to tell you the designer, but they're mm-hmm. really, they're, they're, they're special. Like we've, you know, scoped them out on eBay and whatnot. And yeah. when they're, when they're refinished and everything, they go for a, a lot of money. And so, um, Anyway, they're, they're, they're something they're some, some designer name, but that's what I love. Like what I, one of my best scores that I ever got at the thrift store, Sandra is this thing I'm looking at right now. It's what my TV sits on. It's a dresser. It's a mid-century dresser and it needed some love, some refinishing. And that's not something that I am inclined to do or want to do. Um, but I'm a really great idea person. (laughs) I was like, Oh, my husband, this, and then it was missing one little drawer. So there's, um, nine drawers and it was missing one tiny one at the bottom. And so I opened up the top drawer and I saw that it was Harmony House. And I was like, okay. And I looked it up on my phone and I was like, I, okay, this is a, this is solid teak. This is a good brand that I'm going to call my husband. So first I asked the guy, I'm like, how much for this dresser that's missing a drawer? And he's like, let me go ask. So he comes back and he was like, $3. Oh, I was like, sold. I was like, even if my husband can't do anything with it, like, I'll I'll donate it back. (laughs) It's fine. Right. So I brought it home and Steve refinished it and took out all the bottom drawers and like put like um, speaker screen, Mm. little tabs to open. So all our components are hidden. So it, but the sound comes through the speaker screen. Anyhow. So there's like six drawers where I keep magazines and then on the bottom. Anyhow, it's lovely. It's beautiful. We might have to arm wrestle over it. I don't know. (laughs) That might be the one thing. Right. (laughs) But I love that, that you can look at something and see like your husband with the chairs and go, I can, I can bring that back to life mm-hmm. um, and refurbish it. So that's, yeah. So that was my best find, my $3 beautiful, I don't know what you call it, dress or TV stand. Oh. I love it. Well, what else? I mean, no. you know, I've really, so this is going to sound silly hmm. maybe to some of you, but this week or last week, I guess. So it's been almost a week. I have gotten off of ibuprofen. That's mm. what I, <laughs> that's what do you one thing for? that I went, 
I tell you what, okay, I'm not going to call it an addiction, but I have had a daily ibuprofen habit. Oh, I didn't probably, know that. Mm-hmm, probably since, um, I don't know, I want to say maybe since I got sober or maybe right after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying that ibuprofen's evil or whatever, but come on. Do, do I need it every day? No, I don't, you know, and I mean, not when you take an over the counter medication every single day, it's not completely harmless. You know, it's doing something to me, my gut, something. Right. And it's been a thing, you know, that I needed to look at, but, um, I, didn't want to, you know, because Mm -hmm. it's not like I was taking it as a reaction to pain, but like a preventative of pain. Like I'm taking it so as to not feel any future pain. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, This wasn't for a particular injury. No. no. So it was just part of your protocol in the morning. You just took ibuprofen. Not even the morning at night. Oh, I would take it at night because I, I, I had convinced myself that I couldn't sleep without it. Like I couldn't sleep pain free or something without taking ibuprofen every night. And so really I had no evidence for that. I had just convinced myself that it was a thing. But I mean, if you just take that sentence apart, you know, really like the first half of that sentence, I was taking it so as not to feel. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I have questions. Yeah. I have questions. Right. (laughs) Did you go to bed in the past with pain? You know, it probably started off as, well, you know, when I was drinking, I would take it every night. Mm. Um, as a kind of like, so that I don't have a headache in the morning? Pre- to prevent hangover. Right? Okay, gotcha. To right. prevent a hangover. I would take it every night. And so when I first got sober, I, I, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't need this anymore. And so I stopped taking it. Well, then I would go to bed and then wake up with like, oh, I have a little leg pain or there's a little back pain there, a little shoulder Mm. pain, you know, maybe I do need ibuprofen. Maybe I did need that. And, you know, I'm not drinking. So, you know, you can't take everything from me. I'm just going to go ahead and take it. Uh, What's the, what's the harm? And so I just, like I convinced myself to the point where we would go camping or go on vacation. I always had it with me. Um, you know, I, and if I had forgotten it, I'd need to go to the store. I need ibuprofen. I can't, you know, mm-hmm. like I could not, I had told myself that I could not go to bed without ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's, you know, again, it's those things that we think we have to take or drink or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I could look at my coffee intake the same way, even though I don't think I drink that much coffee and I really just love the ritual of it. But, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, it was time. I just like, you know, I've had, this was a good time. Like, let's take a look at who we want to be when this is over Mm -hmm. or when we're beyond when this has expired, this this, the pandemic and quarantine and sheltering at home has expired. Who do we want to be after that? And I was like, maybe I don't want to be a person that's dependent on an over-the-counter drug. (laughs) And so I started looking at replacements for that. And so I, now I'm taking turmeric at night and you know, I'm, I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's interesting the time for self-examination right now, right? Right. There, there is, we have, it's a, it's a different, it feels different than how life was 
37 days ago for me. You know what I mean? It feels, yeah. it feels like I already felt like I was self-aware, but it sounds like you were able to tap into a little bit more, a little bit deeper and looking at it and having this time and this space to do that has been, I mean, it's been a gift in a lot of ways, right? It, oh yeah. I mean, not that I wanted this or needed this to mm-hmm. happen, but, but by taking like kind of that pause and kind of just looking at our habits and looking what we're doing and, um, and just seeing how we're operating in the world. Yeah. I like it, Sandra. Right. Um, operating on like just defaults. Yeah. Right. Well, you, you said, what did you say? Um, without having evidence. Yeah. You are still doing this. And that made me think about false evidence appearing real, right? Like uh, the fear acronym. And it's right. like, it's like um, you just called yourself on it. You just called yourself yeah. out because you were, you have the capacity now to do that. And how beautiful is that? Yeah. 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 Right. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and yet, I mean, I've had the capacity for a while. And well, yet I the was awareness. unwilling, right? Yeah. I was unwilling to... I was unwilling to take a look at it until, you know, we've had this forced stop and it's like, let's take a look at this, Sandra. <laughs> well, yeah, I think about that all the time, Sandra, when I hear that in the rooms, when they talk about the acronym for how, right? Honesty, open-minded and willingness. And I loved when I heard a woman share once, she was like, that's great. You can have all that. And, but that's not all you need to do something, to take action. Like you need to be ready. Mm -hmm. So you can have all the honesty, all the open-minded, all the willingness to win the lottery is kind of what she said, or willingness to travel to Spain. You can have all the willingness you want, but if you're not ready, and that's what I think it is about quitting drinking. You're not going to buy the ticket, right? (laughs) Yeah. You're not going to click buy and you're not going to, you know, pack your bags because you're not really going because you're not ready. And so you're ready. You're willing able, honest, open to it and giving it a whirl. And right. When we bought the $20 bottle of turmeric, (laughs) (laughs) right. You are committed to the turmeric. Are you filling your own little capsules or how are you taking the turmeric? No, I've got some that were Uh pre-filled. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, I've been looking at (laughs) this is segueing into into the other thing. This true confessions today. I love it. (laughs) I think so. Okay. Um, I, um, I, so I booked a session with Martha Campanella, who has been on our podcast before. I do not know her episode, oh, uh, you're talking. number, but that was a really fun podcast. She had, she reached out to us as a stranger, um, and asked if she could do a, um, natal chart reading for the, each of us. And, and she thought it would be fun if she did a natal chart reading for the two of us and then talked about it on the podcast. And so that's how we met. And we've, you know, had a relationship with her ever since. Mm-hmm. I love her. I look, I look up to her and she's such a wise guide mm-hmm. and, and she's an astrologer too, but she's just, she has a lot of wisdom and, 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 um, she's also very spiritual and, I have been, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm moving, you know, we talk about phases of our development all the time. And mm-hmm. I really do feel like I am moving into, uh, 
I'm transitioning or expanding, perhaps maybe it's not a full transition, but maybe it's an expansion into a new phase of my development, which I have no idea what that looks like. Um, but at this point, you know, and, and I thought I would seek maybe some guidance, but one of the things that has crossed my mind, um, in the last few weeks is, um, maybe going back to school or maybe getting some training, like holistic healing is calling to me. Like that's part, mm. um, I make jokes about being a crone and I don't, I've posted on, um, I posted on Instagram this week, this jacket that I'm working on that says crone on the back of it. And I've been working on it for a long time. And so I've been thinking as I've been stitching away on this jacket, thinking about what it means to kind of evolve into this next phase and, and, and what that entails and sort of the crone archetype, um, She's a woman who is a wise, uh, well, one of her aspects is that she is a wise healer. And I've been thinking about how to embody that um, and maybe possibly as a career. See, I'm stumbling on my words because I don't know exactly what this will look like, but I'll tell you what I've done is I've gotten on the Googles and I've looked up <laughs> holistic healer school. <laughs> yes. And, you know, and, uh, and believe me, there's lots of things that pop up uh-huh. and um, I don't know why I feel the need. Like I would have to have some kind of credentials or training or what would it look like? I have no idea, mm-hmm. but herbalist has come up mm-hmm. and I have always been interested in the healing power of herbs and, um, and, uh, I, um, sorry, my son has distracted me for a moment. Um, the healing power of herbs. And I've done a lot of research over the years since I was in college, actually. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, anyway, that's one of the, the, that's one thing that has come into my, into my sphere, into my sphere of, of interest in the last couple of weeks, like herbalist, what does that mean to be an herbalist? You're curious and you're following that just like you do. Right. Yeah. And it feels probably clunky and yeah, you don't have all the words feels for so it. so clunky. Yeah. But that's <laughs> the beginning of anything. And so you get to walk that and by sharing that today and yeah, taking the ibuprofen is probably not in alignment with that. So you already know that and you're no, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna right. to try this turmeric and, and then you're just beginning your path, Sandra. Sure. That's how it's all connected. <sighs> Absolutely. Well, okay. The crone, when I saw your jacket that you're stitching, I was like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and I, um, from doing the archetype cards, I pulled in January, the crone card And I think about that now because my hair is gray and kind of getting older. I'm going to be 50 this year. And, and I loved what I read about it, Sandra, too, because it's like such a powerful, um, archetype, you know, there's mother maiden or maiden mother crone. Right. Um, but here, this paragraph Mm -hmm. describes you perfectly. I think, um, 
the crone energy accepts everything and devouring beauty and suffering with the same mouth using mm. their energy to reveal hidden secrets and knowledge. Her energy resides in all of us, though it is feared by most for its power of and unconventional relationship with death and the macabre. Awakening the crone is dangerously rich and unapologetically magic. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the sage. It's like the right. wisest woman in the room, actually. It, right, right, right. Yeah. Which, you know, obviously not done learning, you know, right. have <laughs> not done evolving. But at the same time, I, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we feel like we have wisdom to impart, right? Mm-hmm, for sure. And yeah. again, I don't know what that looks like. I have no idea. But so this is right. This is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. This is the very first couple of breadcrumbs. Oh, I love it. Thank you for sharing that. That's a vulnerable thing to share too. It is vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that very much. Well, Natha has been such a um, an important part of, of, of my journey as well. You know, and when Mm -hmm. she talked to me uh, initially, when she did those natal chart readings, um, it was the day after my panic attack. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then I got home from the hospital that night at like, you know, one in the morning. And I had a call with her that morning at like seven in the morning. So I was very fresh and raw and very open to hearing what she said. But I think it penetrated in a way that I, I could really hear her. And when she talked about like me abandoning my intuition as a child, um, it resonated with me and it mm. brought up a flood of memories that I've been working on since her, the call with her and with different people and in different ways. But she said to me something similar. I think she said to you about being a teacher mm-hmm. and um, you know, and then that coupled with like squashing my intuition all the time. Um, I've just been thinking lately, I heard a line from Elena Brower about how she was addicted to, and I think I might've said this last episode, addicted to ignoring what she knew. That was what her addiction was. And I think about that, about me addicted to ignoring my intuition, addicted to just kind of, it's, it just happened to me recently, um, a couple days ago. And, um, I knew something wasn't right. I used my voice to speak up and I knew better a couple weeks ago. Um, but I did, I, decided to do what I wanted to do and uh, against my intuition, thinking that I knew better. And it's funny how I I need to teach myself (laughs) to just listen, to Mm -hmm. listen and be with myself. And I don't know, she just kind of helped unlock that. And by being open, because I didn't know anything about astrology. um, And then she did a birthday reading chart for me last year. Mm. I should go back and see what's happening right now for me in my chart. It'd be interesting. Right. But mm-hmm. open, willing, um, and I was ready for it to hear what she had to say. You know, so I am excited um, for you to. You, you're meeting with her, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Tomorrow, actually, as we're recording this. So. Oh, well, I'm sure yeah. you'll get some good nuggets out of that um, conversation. Her yeah. episode is episode 60. So if anybody wants to go back and listen to Natha, she's a beautiful, it was a beautiful interview. And um, she does her, you can sign up for her newsletter and do other things with her if you're interested, Natha Campanella. Right, right. You can work with her one-on-one. She offer, offers lots of free content too. Um, she gives weekly, she kind of tells you what's in the sky weekly. She does a weekly recording of that. 
yeah. and shares that in her newsletter. And um, she's just so grounding. Her voice is just so calm and grounding and just, you know, yummy. Oh, so we're just kind of, I mean, I guess we didn't say this at the top. We're just show. riffing. We're just checking in today. <laughs> we're just, um, I'm just. Obviously. I, I left town for a couple of weeks and quarantined safely somewhere else. And I just, I got home a couple of days ago and um, yeah, things are just, you know, my mom's health isn't great and I need to go out to Arizona and um, be with her. And I'm not sure for how long. And so I reached out to Sandra yesterday and just, um, I had to kind of surrender and ask for help uh, because I feel, Sandra, like I've been holding my shit together for a long time. And I'm just about to crack. Yeah, I'm so I'm, sorry. You know, I do all the shit that I recommend, you know? <laughs> grace over drama and mantras and art and try to pray and meditate and do all of the things. So I'm not going to stop doing those things, but I just feel like I need, I needed to um, be fully present right now in a way that I've been distracting myself with uh, to do's, um, which are good for me too, actually, to just keep me moving so that I don't get depressed or that I don't get stuck. Um, but I just kind of had to have a little time out. So I had to ask Sandra if she would um, do the shows in May. And uh, of course, my creative wife. <laughs> yes. And um, I'm grateful for that too, Sandra. So I won't, I won't be on the show for a little while. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, yeah. When I read your email yesterday, you know, we have options. We could take a pause. We could read, you know, we could read. Um, play old episodes. Um, you know, we could do all of the, all of those things for options. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm at a place right now that I can take it over. So if you guys will have me, just me, um, I thought it would be fun to maybe just do an author series. We have a whole lot of writers, wonderful writers that have been in our queue for a while. Um, authors are so fun to, um, interview, but it means we have to read their books, you know, too. so there's a little pre-work that yeah. goes into those, those interviews in particular. Uh, so I thought it would be fun to do an author series because I think, you know, some of us are possibly, a lot of us, I'm sure are distracting ourselves with good books right now. And um, so that seemed like something that would fit in yeah. May. That sounds great. I, I'm sad to miss those, but yes, I appreciate um, your creativity and coming up with that. So I, yeah, let's, uh, we'll run with that. And, uh, and we like doing a weekly show. We like delivering new content. And I know that not everybody can listen to every single episode of ours, but it is an accountability in a way that we like to, to commit to this. And um, Absolutely. I, I like the routine of it and I like, I like how we reach people and um, yeah, it's, it's for selfish reasons. I like it personally. I right. like <laughs> Y'all don't have to show up here every week, but we do. <laughs> Right. And so that, I know that that's super important to you too. And, and I, um, I think at the beginning of the year, I pondered asking you about that because I was, you know, in the middle of, you know, dismantling this marriage. And then I kind of 
just put on my big girl panties. And I was like, no, you need this. You need this to get you through. You need the accountability. You need to connect with Sandra every week. You need so. And then, um, yeah, driving home the other day for 14 hours, I was like, had a lot in my head, Sandra, as you can Mm. imagine. And um, I just thought when I got the call from my mom's doctor while I was on that drive, that kind of just did it for me. I knew what to do. Right. They say in the big book, like uh, you and, um, and the 11th promise is uh, you will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle you. And I very clearly got real clear on my home life, my marriage, um, what to do for my mom. Um, I knew I would need to reach out to you. I knew I need to call my siblings. I knew It's like I, I intuitively knew what to do. And I was going to mm-hmm. listen to that this time because, uh, because I just had the recent lesson of me not listening to it. So, yeah. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, it, you may have to repay the favor sometime. Yeah. <laughs> and I would do it. I would do it. But that's what's so great about being honest now and being direct, right? I didn't do that in my old drinking life. I went around everything. It was sneaky about stuff or kind of, um, I just prayed like I knew, like, tell me what to do. And then, or like you said, power through, you know, you just like, well, just power through. Uh, you, know, you shouldn't, you should be able to do it all. Mm. Some days, but yeah, not, not, not yesterday. That's for sure. Not today. <laughs> right. And uh, I'm yeah, showing up softer today because I'm like, I just, I have to, we have to do this. And that's why we're just kind of riffing and winging because I, I don't, I don't have it in me to, to be too organized right now right with my thoughts or my life right now I'm just gonna feel it all today so and I feel safe to do that and that's great about having friends and sobriety that get it you know I'm grateful for women like you Sandra that that I share a common problem with and that I could reach out to and that's uh I know I had friends before and it's not to discount my friendships with them but it feels different to me yeah. I feel really met. That's been a theme lately I've been talking about with my therapist. Like, I want to be met. Um, and I have to say, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, but <laughs> bear with me. I want to be met by a man like I met with, by my women friends. Oh. Not completely, not 100%, <laughs> but in a way. I would like to be, I don't know, I never, not never. I was talking to Natalie about this. and I was like, she's always happy to hear from me. Yeah. She is always game for getting together. She's always up for a good hard laugh. You know, I want that with a partner too. Yeah. I want some of those things. I want, I get I want that. quite a few of those things. And that is not, that is not, uh, that's not a big ask. It's really not. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's not a big ask. I, that. Yeah, I can say a hundred percent that I am met um, by my partner, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I, I get that. That is absolutely not a big ask. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and I think like reading Untamed right now by Glennon. I don't know if that's a good idea for me or not because, like, if I wasn't already if we weren't already going to dissolve my marriage, like it would have brought it all up to the forefront. Like that book is very like putting things in your ears, like really listen to yourself. Like 
you don't have to be a good wife or be a good anything anymore. Like just be true to yourself. Oh, right. And it, so that was resonating. I couldn't read it all. I had to put it down. Um, and I'm not saying that, um, that a woman is going to be my next partner. I'm not saying that or <laughs> insinuating that, but I got to tell you something, Sandra. Um, and I said it to my therapist yesterday. I'm like, I'm open to love right now. So maybe that does mean, I don't know. I don't think so, but I'm open to, I, I know the kind of love that I want in my life. And right. I, I'm not whatever ready. form it comes in. <laughs> you know what? I think so. I mean, and, I, and that sounds weird to say for me actually. So since you're being vulnerable today, I guess I'll, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, I just thought a lot about that on my trip. And I thought a lot about that and talked with my therapist yesterday about it. And I just said like, I want the feeling and I don't know that I need to, I would like it from a man to be quite honest with you. For me, I'm not attracted to women in that way. I don't believe sexually, but I, I want, I want like this melding of two things. Like, (laughs) can I have that? Is that unrealistic? Is that too much to ask? Uh, She assured me that it was not. (laughs) She Mm -hmm. assured me that I can find it as long as I just stay true to myself. And that I show up for myself and I use my voice and I don't settle and I don't shut down my intuition and it may take whatever it takes, but I'm going to be open. Who knows when I'll be ready, Sandra, but I'm going to be open-minded and willing. I love it. Yeah. Well, that's, so that's the news flash today. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't think that was coming up, but it came up. (laughs) Yeah. I just want love. I just want love in my life. I want to be loved. Yeah. 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 So. Right. And I think that's the way, the way to be loved is to be, yeah, a hundred percent transparent. Yeah. Who you are. This is, you you get what you get. (laughs) Yeah. And I think getting older and like becoming a grown, right. And, and just feeling like, I feel like I always said if I wrote a book, I would call it faker. Um, If I ever wrote a memoir, I don't want to be fake anymore. I don't want to carry these. I don't want to try to please somebody else. My codependency is just so apparent to me now. It's flashing at me um, when it comes to the men in my life. And when I'm I'm doing a fourth step sex inventory or yeah, a sex inventory with my sponsor right now. Wow looking at my patterns and I haven't had a pattern for 22 years because I've been married. Right. But then I look at the old pattern and I was like, Oh, and what's coming up for me now at the end of this is reminding me a lot of what was at the end of a lot of relationships for me. And, um, and just, I don't know, it's been interesting to see my motives, to see my behavior and to really be honest with myself and with Mm. another human being. It's very humbling it's very vulnerable. Oh yeah. Um, but it's medicine too, right? Like I feel it's going to help me, but only if I'm completely honest. Right. I uh, sent out a newsletter this week. This is really, this is all in alignment. (laughs) I sent out a newsletter this week that was entitled I'm full rise high waist brief. (laughs) Because when I was, again, working on this jacket, I started thinking, you know, isn't that funny? If you want to know the phase of my development, you only need to check my underwear drawer. (laughs) 
because in my 20s, my mid-20s to mid-30s, it was all thongs mm-hmm. because I gathered all of – and this – okay, I need to preface this by saying this is not a statement on anyone else's underwear choices or whatever. <laughs> right. Just, just talking about myself. Right. Um, but, yeah – you know, I gathered all of my worthiness through my sexuality and I farmed that out to other people. You know, Mm. what do you think about me? Yeah. is how I will think about me. And my mid thirties to my mid forties, it was full of boy shorts because it was like, yep, I've got kids, but I've still got it. Mm. Um, and, but I still needed other people, the committee to be on board with that. And now my underwear drawer is just full on like navel grazing briefs. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, it was like the finally the time when it was like, wait, I can feel like sexy and whole and worthy without taking a vote. Hmm. Oh my God. Sign me up. Yeah. Finally. Self-acceptance. Yeah. I loved your newsletter, by the way. I always love your newsletter. When I read that, I was like, yeah, that's right. Except for I don't, I haven't worn underwear for a decade. So I right, still right. It, it, and again, like somebody and else said me, don't give a fuck. right. Somebody else said me like, I still wear thongs and I'm like 45. I'm like, awesome. Yeah, again, not a comment on anyone else. I, it's just, I just cracked me up yeah. when I was thinking about the evolution of the content. I love it, Sandra. Yeah. Underwear drawer and how that perfectly speak spoke to like the phases of my development. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Although I want I want some pretty underwear. I do. Yeah, I think mine speaks See, to some I things like too. Them. I don't think that they're not pretty in, yeah. in me for me. And yeah. see, that's the thing. It's like, and I used to judge my own grandma who wore, you know, what I would call granny panties then, even though I hate that term. Yeah. But, you know, maybe she, you know, and I always thought too, it's like, oh, she resigned to that. And, you know, until now I'm like, wait, that was a motherfucking choice, you know? <laughs> right. That was no resignation. Right. That was a choice based on comfort or just not giving a flip or, yeah. you know, or maybe she actually felt sexy in that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and because I'm there. I'm right there. <laughs> I love it. I just hate going shopping at a regular store. And that's not the only reason I'm not, I haven't worn underwear for 10 years, but, um, but I'm looking forward to it now. I'm going to be getting out in a new dating pool, I'm sure eventually, and I'm going to probably need some underwear. So that's on my list here. (laughs) (laughs) Some pretty beautiful, appropriate, age appropriate, sexy briefs will be fine for me. Yes, (laughs) I will. I'm on the hunt. I'm going to add that to my list. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad you lightened that up for me. Thank you. Okay. You're such a good partner. Um, do we have anything else that we want? Oh, I have excited. Yeah, I have some. I can't believe it. Yeah, that. promote. So my proof of life class that I've been talking about forever is done. Yay. It went live this morning on my website. So by the time Ooh, this airs, it will be there. I'm offering it to my newsletter subscribers first. Um, I am going to limit the class to 100 people. So I... Because we're going to be doing, um, well, let me just say what it is. I'm getting all tongue-tied. It's going to be an online course 
that has four modules in it. So you could do it for a month if you wanted to, or you could take a long time and do the first module for a month. You know, you can, it's self-paced. You can do whatever you want. Um, but there's four different modules and videos and links and tools and homework. And I've added as a bonus for signing up that you're going to have eight monthly Zoom calls, uh, kind of group uh, sharing sessions is what I'm calling them on the first Sunday of each month. So we're going to do that. People can share where they're working on. Um, I will have a topic, which will be one of the modules. And then people can share what they're doing and build creative community that way. I really love that as part of my class last year. And I got a lot of nice feedback from the students that that was their favorite part was meeting in the Zoom calls and um, sharing what they had done or had questions about. And so that's a, like a $700 bonus. That's all for free that I'm doing that. And I decided to keep the price um, for introducing it for the introductory price. I'm keeping it at what it was last year at $222. So you get a month, uh, the four modules plus eight monthly sharing sessions, and you get a free copy of my ebook is included in the course. So that is going to go until the first sharing session, which is May 3rd. That's what the pricing will be. So if people want to sign up, sign up sooner rather than later. And uh, you can sign up later. You'll just get added into those sharing sessions, you know, as they in June or July or whenever you sign up. But um, this pricing is going to be good until May 3rd. And then it'll go back up to the regular pricing of $444. So that's it. It's on TammySolace.com. Great. Love yeah. it. What you got, girl? I don't, I don't know if I really have anything to promote right now. Okay. Um, I am working on some caftans. Those will be added to my um, marketplace soon. I know I've said that before, but I got kind of hijacked by the mask making, but um, all done with that. So um, yeah, but I have meditation pillows and, and, um, and tarot card bags and all of those are available on my site, theunruffle.com backslash marketplace or the marketplace, or just click on the tab marketplace at the top. Um, um, today's earth day as we're recording this and I, everything I make and have been making for almost 20 years is made from hundred percent recycled, um, fabrics and notions. And so, um, I'm supporting me, supporting, supporting the earth. And, um, I think that's it. I think we want to talk about Patreon. I know we have a Patreon yeah. ad that runs in the front and maybe, you know, you gloss over it or you fast forward through it. And, um, but we still, we love our Patreon supporters and, you know, we both feel like we give out, give away a lot. Um, and if it means something to you, we would love your support through Patreon um, you can sign up to do a monthly donation. There's a way that you can even do a one-time donation. It's a little more complicated with Patreon. You have to go in and make the donation and then let it debit out of your debit card. And then you can go back and then cancel it. Um, mm -hmm. If you want to do like a one-time $20, $50 donation, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, we really appreciate your donations right now because we are having to eat some um, deposits that we 
maiden um, for our flow trip that we had to cancel. Uh, so yeah. we're, we'll be funneling that. <laughs> yeah. Those I donations mean, into that. Yeah. And I want to be transparent. We lost $5,000 in deposits. Um, we did yeah. not make our participants eat any of that. We gave all of their money back minus like a PayPal fee or something, a small processing fee. Um, we felt we couldn't in good conscience uh, pass that along to them. No. And so we're trying to recoup it and we're trying to come up with creative ways and we're still kind of brainstorming about that. But we know that we do have 150, what is this? 150. Uh, this will be at the 160th episode we've done every single week. Since and we, we just started. did about three years. Yeah. Three yeah. years of the podcast. And we have 800,000 downloads mm. and um, we would love yeah, we would just love it. If you guys, you know, uh, if you go to meetings like 12 step meetings, we throw a buck in the basket. Like if you could think about that, that'd be, you know, uh, we would just be grateful. We also have been hosting free, um, weekly, uh, get unruffled zoom meetings with our listeners on Sundays. And, uh, you can learn about that if you want in our secret Facebook group. So just, uh, friend us up on Facebook and ask us to join. And so we're not just putting our hand out saying you need to fix our flow retreat, but we are, uh, we are saying like, um, we'd be grateful if you could support us in any way that you can. Absolutely grateful. So yeah. grateful. Yeah. And we're coming up with other ideas for that. Yeah. That we'll we release some other, later. Some yeah. Things. We have some other ideas too. That could be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't have three things, Sandra. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do, but I, I can't, you know, I'm just doing my routines. I'm just trying to, Same do the things that, that I know work for me and, um, and being kind to myself and sleeping when I want to. Yeah. Same sleep. Yes. Mm -hmm. If I had to write, if I had to, to put one on the top of the list, if I had to have a three item list, even it would be sleep, sleep, sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I don't know when I'll be chatting with you again, but, um, <sighs> I will be listening and, um, I will be checking in on the Facebook group when I can, of course. And yeah, thank you. Oh, I just got sad. Hmm. <laughs> Lady. <laughs> I know. All right. I can do this because I'm sober, Sandra. That's I right. can take care of business. I can like, what is Elvis? The TCB? Take yep. Care of business. <laughs> yep. I can do that because I'm not hungover. And I know I can do that because I know what to do the next right thing. That's right. It's not just to toot my own horn, but I kind of have to just like that's all because of sobriety. Otherwise, I would be making this kind of a mess, I'm sure, in drama town, and I don't want to go there. So thank you for being another sober, dignified woman and, and helping me out. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Bye, everyone. Bye. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.